0: we do this i forget it's been so long yeah this being uh super duper stitious. welcome to it the paranormal podcast where we flip the end of the sentence and the start of it Wyatt, M. I. M. jake i uh, no i don't like that uh, we'll try it again <laughs> but yes i'm Wyatt. i'm jake and we are back it's been busy it has been we
1: haven't talked to you guys since if you if you're listening to this down the road uh, the last episode you heard, if you're listening to them as
0: they come out, it's been like a month and a half, two months. I don't know. It's been a while. On the, yeah, on the better side of two months. My goodness. What have you been up to, Wyatt? I have been finalizing parts of my previous job as a postdoc and diving so much further into my now life as a... A business owner. Mm. Should we
1: link the new paper? Is that uh, something we should put in the description? Oh,
0: sure. Yeah, let's pump that up first. So I did recently publish an open source. Open source, what am I saying? Uh, Free to access. Open access? What's the word? Yeah, open access, I think is right. Open access. um, A Linux paper that is also free. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. on um, B, health and microbiomes. So what kind of little tidbits do we find inside and outside the bee itself uh three different species of small carpenter bee from three different uh, places on the planet and uh yeah was pretty cool pretty fun work do check out the paper if you feel like i don't know magnesium pills aren't helping you fall asleep at night anymore (laughs) and uh soon enough i will share more on the website i'm working on the business i've been working on Mm -hmm. with uh my co-founder in ohio i work remotely and uh, that's a very exciting thing that I will look forward to sharing. Yeah,
1: later. For now, we'll say that the even though you finished the last of your research stuff with this paper,
0: uh, the B chapter of both our lives is not yet over. That's right. Exactly. Well said. Um, yes, this is a very I'm really putting the bee in business, if you will. <laughs> but definitely why is not- selling bees like just on the street corner? has a trench <laughs> yeah. coat full of bees. Yeah. I I need to essentially be constantly injecting myself with uh, EpiPens (laughs) as I stand there. (laughs) They're loose bees. (laughs) Just in pockets of the trench coat. (laughs) Just doubled over the corner.
1: Also, I should probably know if you are a first-time listener, welcome to the show. This is the show where we talk about spooky Oof, things and examine yeah. them from a scientific perspective. We're just talking about the science part, I guess, our backgrounds. We haven't talked on the show in so long. We figured it would be worth an update for folks who
0: do give a shit. I essentially forgot how to have a conversation because I am 100% hermit now. I essentially <laughs> talk to my wife and myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we, do a, we do a bad job even of that, Our our, our language abilities have deteriorated i'm forgetting how to read which is sort of my hobby for 2022 um forgetting or relearning uh, jury's out Alternating. Sort of right on the middle yeah. right down the down the center line on that one <laughs> and uh yeah that's me what have you been up to jake let's see since we last had an episode come out i had covid
1: uh i had um we started working on a new virtual program for the museum i work as i do yeah teach children's things at natural history museum mostly in field trip form often we also have virtual field trips we do we're doing a lot of those over the course of the last year because COVID. yeah so we're writing a new a new program we're going to introduce in the fall when the school year starts up again and uh, we decided this past week actually it's going to be yeah a natural history program obviously but this was going to be math focused Ooh. so we're going to try and find some kind of interesting way of uh talking about math and nature
0: Good that's, luck with that. Yeah.
1: Uh, other than that, yeah, just a lot of work stuff, a lot of really wanting to not be doing my other job. Really would love to do this for a job. That would be great. Mm, but that would that's be very interesting. not happening anytime soon. Um, what else is new? But maybe so,
0: sometime later.
1: Maybe. Uh, other things, a lot of stuff has happened in the last couple of months, but in the last just couple of weeks, we uh, steadily went back, I don't know, 50 years worth of social progress, would you say? Oof, at oh least, at if least. not more. So it's already been happening for a
0: while since you're hearing this. Hard to maintain the uh, torchlight of hope these days, but all the more important to do just that. Yes. To maintain, uh, you know, civic action, direct action locally or at the state level. And, you know, there's no there's no better way to uh, motivate action than to simply take away every single right but our natural rights yeah
1: <laughs> yep. so, so yeah so as as we said back in 2020 as well and just in general if we can be uh, an hour of goofy ass distraction in your week um, maybe cheer things up and in, in increasingly dark times we want to we want to do that for you if we can yes and uh it's gonna be a pretty goofy ass episode this time i think uh, before we jump into the premise i just want to do one last thing which is give a shout out to justin justin you sent a really nice email on may 27th and i it was great <laughs> i appreciated it i read it all i was like this is awesome i can't wait to respond tomorrow and yet you know it's it's july 4th today um i'm sorry i haven't responded yet yeah, i did appreciate the email and we'll get back to you as hopefully before you hear this i've already responded um but just wanted to know we care about you and we appreciate you reaching out uh thanks justin and thank and you for, so much for today, thanks to Dominic for suggesting the theme for today's episode. What is that?
0: what? Dominic had the great idea of, you know, we tend to read one or two tree stories often per episode on this this year old show as a basis for our discussion and jocular interchange, which <laughs> is now my band name, I guess. Um <laughs> And he proposed a sort of two truths and a lie type premise where jake and i would each of us dig up two stories and then craft a third Mm -hmm. and see if we can uh get the other to guess which one we we worked on so if you've never heard of the two truths and a lie structure that's essentially exactly what it is It's, Um, it's right in the name it's right there in the name it's episode 162
1: so it's an even number episode which means who goes first what uh, you go first? That's right. And so wow. I figure we can just bounce back and forth with one story each, um, since
0: they're all I think it turns ones. out I just need to be exposed to something 160 times for me to actually <laughs> learn it. <laughs> yes. We finally figured it out.
1: <laughs> oh, I just realized this episode 162. This is the last episode before uh, Real Life Ghost Stories overtakes us. They're
0: going to be ahead of us after starting
1: next week. We had a one-year head start, but, but they, they caught
0: us. Hey, it ain't worth doing if you can't just do it slower than somebody else. That's right.
1: That's It that was always our goal, is to just slow it on down. Um. But yeah, enough enough slowing down the beginning of the episode premise. I guess I'll, I'll just jump into. We'll do. I'll do one. You can do one. We'll bounce back and forth. And at the end, maybe we can talk them over and decide place our guesses.
0: Was which? Yeah. Um. Everyone at home, get out your pen and paper now. If you're driving. Yes. Put it on the dash. And, Put it on the uh, dashboard. You could even paste it up on the window, kind of like get a, maybe just to the left of where you're staring out. <laughs> so you still have access to write on it. Guess which one is which. Okay, yes. JT, wait. All right. Uh, the first one is from
1: the paranormal subreddit from user Cherry BXB. So I live in a rural place and in a heavily wooded area. I've always felt totally safe in the woods, even at night. I used to go for night walks all the time. I'm not really a skeptic, I do believe in some paranormal things, though I've never had an experience until this one. Regardless, I still always try to find the most logical explanation, and I don't often feel scared or unnerved by things. This experience, however, really freaked me out, and I've been thinking about it ever since it happened, so I thought I'd share. So this was a few weeks ago. My parents had gone to bed, but I wanted to stay up late, so I settled into the living room to read. Our living room has these giant windows almost covering the entire wall. I left the blinds open and turned on one lamp and sat right by the window. My elderly dog, who had been let out early, uh, already to go to the bathroom for the night and was back inside, started pacing the house and barking and it wouldn't settle down. This is unlike her. She's super old, so she usually goes right to bed and she knows not to bark in the house like that. We let her out again and she wanted right back in. We gave her some food and still for about an hour, she kept pacing and barking. Uh, she wasn't even barking at the windows or looking outside. She just paced up and down the halls and barked at nothing in particular. This kind of weirds me out, but I just shrugged it off and then she finally settled down to sleep in my parents' bedroom. Uh, Sorry, the tenses are really throwing me off in this one. Going back and forth between present and past tense. Um, About 20 minutes later, I'm reading on the couch, oh not present, progressive, on the couch by the window with my cat when I hear an animal walking outside. I only heard it take a few steps. It sounded large and I figured it was probably a deer. My cat jumps up and acts super interested in what's outside, pacing up and down the windowsill and peering out there. Then after a few minutes, the screen of the window furthest from me across the room starts shaking violently, like something is shaking slash banging on them really hard. Again, these windows spanned the whole wall. It startled me and I looked over. I couldn't make anything out in the dark or see what was outside. And then the shaking slash banging grew even more violent and the windows next to me started shaking too. My cat freaked out and ran out of the room. At this point, I was really scared, and I did something you'll probably think is kind of silly. I literally closed my eyes and threw the blanket over my head and waited for it to stop. The shaking slash banging lasted for several more seconds. I remember being taken aback at how much force seemed to be behind it. I just couldn't bring myself to look. I had an awful feeling, and I think if I looked and saw something horrible, it would really traumatize me. It finally stopped, and I stayed under the blanket for two entire hours before I could work up the nerve to get up and go to my bedroom. The next morning, after I woke up, I'd calmed down a lot and figured it was probably some kind of animal. I went outside to go look at that window to see if I could find tracks or something, and look at the screens. What I found made my skin crawl. There was a single. I'm getting, I'm getting great, like visible reactions from Wyatt, but he has the microphone down, so you're going to have to take my word that he is enjoying I'm, the story. I'm
0: t- I'm just for everyone at home, I'm I'm uncharacteristically quiet because I'm taking furious forensic notes on language choices. Being used in this, I'm going to just forensically build out a profile on each of these users to see if which one is Jake. They're all Jake. (laughs) All me. There was a single long diagonal slash in the window screen
1: of the window I was sitting right next to. If you're standing in front of where the slash is and looking inside, the slash aligns right over the spot I was sitting. There were no tracks. So that's creepy AF. And what's weird to me is that if it were an animal, why weren't there more slashes? Just one single deliberate slash is strange. There was absolutely no scratch marks or slashes anywhere else on the screens or around the windows, just that one. The other screens were just pretty loose now. If I was uh, if it was a bird, I would have heard wings flapping. I feel like I would have heard animal sounds if there were if it were any kind of animal. If it was a person, which is even scarier to me, I would think someone would who would do something like this would have taken it further and probably would have done more to scare and intimidate than just shaking some windows and slashing one and then leaving just to scare me? Besides the shaking slash banging, there were absolutely no other sounds. And since we live rurally, the chance that it was a person seems more unlikely. Nothing like this has ever happened to me the entire time I've lived here. A few nights before this happened, I actually started feeling some bad vibes from the woods at night, to be honest. Like I said, I am normally very at ease with them, but I was out smoking a few nights before in my backyard and just felt like I was being watched and something was just making my skin crawl and I had been kind of avoiding going outside at night again and then this happened. This experience really kind of freaked me out, but there is not much I can do except hope it doesn't happen again. Thanks for reading. Update. (laughs) So, something new (laughs) happened. I was actually only home for Christmas break. I recently visited again and they told me about something eerie that happened just after I left. Our backyard has regular wooden fences and a regular simple gate that has the common regular lift-up latch to open and close it. No, I had <laughs> uh, something ripped off the bottom of, of the wooden planks of the fence, a section that was only a few feet from the gate. It was a th- uh, thick wood that has been fine for a decade-ish it's been there. It would take something with a lot of strength and articulation to rip off the planks in the violent manner they were. You could tell they were ripped off in a clean snap, not something slowly tearing them apart or something. The scratch marks were also bizarre. There were several scratches that were perfectly horizontal across the wood. What animal would make perfectly horizontal scratches against a vertical fence? And there was one set of puncture marks on one plank, like something sunk claws into it and out one time. I'm thoroughly creeped out. Legitimate advice on how to seek some uh, someone to help me with dealing with something like this would be very appreciated. Please message me if you can help me or have any advice or know anybody. I'm actually very concerned now. There very spooky. Hmm. That's from
0: Cherry BXB. Cherry BXB. Um, all right. All right. I don't know if we do we want to do any commentary on the stories or just blast through them and um, do I'm a happy post- to do either way
1: if you want to if there's any particular stand up points you wanted to comment on uh, here or, or we can just jump into your first okay, one. Okay, well number.
0: I'm gonna just launch right in and say if you did do this one, it's a good job. <laughs> oh thank you. It had a good uh had all the all the trappings. <laughs> the update if that if this is indeed you it's a very good uh herring i'm of the red kind of the yes <laughs> a herring rouge as they say <laughs> um and uh, i do not know yet if that was you okay i will start mine Alrighty. i have uh scrubbed titles and usernames
1: See, I thought about doing the same thing, but then I thought, maybe I should go with all of them, and then have one of them be fake, too. So I, Both wi-
0: equally good tactics, I think. And
1: it's funny, because I originally, when we're, I was thinking about doing this, I was going to scrub mine, and I thought, maybe you would do what I did, and so we'd still have it both ways. We still have it both ways. There we go.
0: Always thinking ahead. And I had taken down usernames and titles until I heard you say one, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, I didn't actually write one for my story, so... I quickly decided now that earlier I had decided (laughs) to do this. (laughs) Okay. Story number one. Mm. So I am 28, parentheses male now, and nothing unreal had ever happened in my life, any out of reality experience until about a month ago. I was having a bad day at work, arguing with my boss and coworkers, and I knew that when I got home, the problems wouldn't stop since I was having some pretty bad fights with my wife, too, about some nonsense. In conclusion, my day at that point wasn't going well. Then, to try to improve my mood, I called some friends and decided to go out for some drinks at a local bar, normal stuff, to forget about problems. Well, nobody could go. I decided to just go by myself, and it sucked. Then I waited until my wife got to sleep around 11 p.m. and went back home. At this point, I was just exhausted, stressed out, and starving. So I went real fast to the kitchen to make something to eat before sleep. It was around midnight or 1 a.m. when I hear some noise outside on my yard. So I turned my head to the window, parentheses, I live in a neighborhood with just a couple of houses a little far from the center of the city, and I saw something. I went to check in anger, as I thought it was some animal sneaking around and I would have to deal with it. But when I went closer I saw it It was a creature With a pallid face And short black hair It had dark deep eyes Staring at me And a big U-shaped smile With long arms and legs Crouching in the ground I couldn't believe it I was so out of my mind I just yelled Fuck it too (laughs) Grabbed my snack And ran upstairs I was in shock Breathing faster Than an asthmatic Running a marathon Naughty I remember telling to, or sorry, I remember trying to tell my wife the horror scene I had witnessed and the monster that was going to kill us both, but she just looked at me with a, are you serious, face and went back to sleep.
1: And a U-shaped smile. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then, I locked my door and trying to convince myself that the thing I had seen wasn't real, I fell asleep too. The next morning, I waked up desperate, trying to find out if what I had saw was real or a nightmare. My wife was still on the bed, so I decided to see if there was something down there yet. When I had downstairs to my yard, nothing. Literally nothing, not even a trace of some monster like that one. (laughs) I searched everywhere, every single corner of my house, even asked my few neighbors if they had saw something similar, but nothing. To this day, every single person that I tell this story laughs at my, or just tell my instantly that I was dreaming, but I don't know. For my, it wasn't that simple. It felt so real. I am still having some issues trying to sleep and definitely a big fear of getting late night snacks. All right.
1: Well, that similarly, if you did write that one a good job it had a lot of yeah, similar trappings I also feel like that certain kinds of stories we both tend to come across and certain things that come up in those that we both are drawn to so like lack of punctuation uh, odd word choices things that you see in those kinds of uh, posts one thing I also noticed in yours that made me happy when it began is uh, I think there's a good chance that all of the story all six of our stories today begin with the word so
0: so it's <laughs> true
1: so, let me get into my second story. Yes, this is from the Paranormal subreddit from user I am not a robot, and it begins thusly. So, I had a strange experience when I was living at my dad's place. His house is in a small town about 3 to 5 miles from an Air Force base. Behind his house is a farm field that usually has corn or soy planted in it. Behind that is a freshwater marsh. I used to run around those fields with some kids from the neighborhood when I was a teenager. The marsh is incredibly creepy to the point where I didn't want to be near it. The field really wasn't much better. One time when me and some neighbor kids were walking back from the marsh, someone or something started throwing corn at us from halfway across the field. I got a really bad feeling from that and tried to tell myself that it was teenagers or dope growers trying to scare us away, but I don't think it was. My dad used to go to work at 4 a.m., and because I suffered from insomnia... I would be awake at the same time as him and sometimes sit outside after he left to take in the fresh air and pet the feral cats that hung around the house. I used to hear very odd noises from the field that early in the morning. The field wasn't very visible under a thin tree uh wasn't very visible behind a thin tree line in our garage, but the noises were loud. There was a lot of rustling through the crops, like something big was running wildly back and forth. The other noises included some kind of creature noise that I can't even describe. And the sound of something metallic and mechanical scraping through the crops, not farm equipment—combines, tractors, and spray re- uh, spray rugs don't sound like that. It sounded like something small, maybe hand-powered. If that makes sense, I also don't know what coyotes and foxes. I also know what coyotes and foxes sound like. I know what a cat yowling and a pissed-off skunk sound like. Bears and wolves aren't native to my state, so those creature sounds couldn't have been them. The metallic sound. Sort of a scraping sound, like some shit you'd hear in the background noise of a horror movie. I've heard it a few times in the field. I've heard it twice outside the field. The first time I heard it in the dead of night circling around my house, like whatever was causing the sound was either looking for me or trying to figure out how to get in. The second time was when I was at my mom's house, which was a good hour and a half away from my dad's house. Same sound. Circled around the house. At one point it stopped next to the wall right where my bed was. I thought for sure I was going to die. The... Best way to describe it is sort of like those weird noises people keep hearing in the sky, but on the ground and not quite the same. More metallic. It caused me a lot of dread every time I heard it. I never saw anything. I may be white, but I am not. Let's go check out that weird noise in the basement just after the power mysteriously cuts out white. The moment those noises started, I got the fuck inside. Almost forgot to mention, those feral cats I mentioned before were pretty much at the point of, of being my pets. They came when I called them, cuddled them, babied them. They were ridiculously loyal and loving. They didn't like me going towards the marsh. If they saw me head that way, they would follow me and try to keep themselves between me and the tree line where the marsh started. One of the cats used to disappear back there for hours or days. One time, I tried going into the marsh to get a closer look at what looked like an old farmhouse trash dump. I like collecting antique bottles. And she tried pushing me away with her body. I wouldn't stop, so she hissed and clawed my leg and started pulling me by my pant leg away from the marsh.
0: IDK, what's back there? But it can't be good. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one as well. Yeah, this is going to be very hard. I'm nervous that you've already read your story. Oh, man. (laughs) I think if I had to decide between these two, I would say this one is yours. Okay. But we shall see. And before I go any further, I uh, mustn't not mention (laughs) the grooviest brewery in Western Massachusetts. It's official. They're the grooviest. Famously incorporating Big Tank Smoke Monster, Amplifier, Acoustic Spot, Need, Moisture, and Yeast, and <laughs> Time to make that old particular brand of fermented refreshment, which, of course, we are talking about. Beer. Four Phantoms. What? Do you say beer? No. Uh, Do you say beer? No, 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 no. <laughs> beer says what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Four Phantoms. A very awesome brewery in Western Mass. Here are some. Sweet Four Phantoms things forthcoming mm. for your July <laughs> post-fourth. Rack Slabbeth BBQ. <laughs> there will be a guest barbecue master serving up some serious meat Saturdays all through July. Specifically on the 9th, 16th, and 30th. I'm very tickled by that name. <laughs> That's a great name. Rack Slabbeth. Oh, love it. Uh, July 7th is Trivia trivia Night. Usually spelled with a b, uh, v, <laughs> b trivia trivia it's, uh, that's the it's bone the, in your uh, leg right the bone in your leg exactly <laughs> but you have to guess it yeah yeah um trivia night is uh July 7th at 6pm with a $5 buy in but there will be cash prizes for the winning team or pres- presumably one cash prize for the winning team perhaps prizes for runners up so bring your brain July 21st is free bacon night need I say more July 23rd local culinary heroes little truck will be swinging by to serve up some seriously awesome Southeast Asian cuisine. They uh, also catered our wedding send-off, which, uh, yeah, they're mm-hmm. great if you are in the area. Uh, July 28th, Four Phantoms is releasing a new Mexican lager alongside some old, some newly old favorites like Orb Lord, Johnny Flip Flops, and Grim Ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're closing out the month on July 30th with... Secrets of the Queen's Drag Trivia. Ooh. So this will be a Marvel-themed pop culture trivia night with Peachy Creme and Serenity Lockhart. So there's a $10 uh, cover to enter. Starts at 6.30. I'm sure that'll be an awesome time. And finally, last but not least, 4 Phantoms has new summer hours beginning July 4th, so that's as of this recording. Uh, they will now be open Thursdays 4 to 9, Fridays 3 to 9, Saturdays and Sundays 12 to 9, and then Monday's back, 2, 4 to 9. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, get drunk at home. And that's that. Thank you, Four Phantoms. Thank we you We love very you guys much. so much. So very much. And um, allow me to dive back into another story. All right. So,
1: so far, between the ones I've heard,
0: I think that one might have been the one you wrote. <laughs> right. Um, it's a pretty good guess. Pretty good guess. <laughs> okay. Next story. <clears throat> So hey everyone, wondering if someone can help me with this situation my brother and I got into some years back. Four for four on the those. <laughs> so far, no one seems to know what it was that we saw. We were 15 and 16 when this happened at our home in Wisconsin. So our parents were out of town for two days and left us pretty much in charge of the house. We lived on a big property with two big dogs, Jackson and Lulu. Anyway, we were up late, last, up late last watching TV in the den... When one of our dogs, Jax, pushed into the room, panting and clearly upset. It was weird because we didn't hear him barking. He just came in and curled up next to us with his mouth open and breathing hard. We thought it was weird, but carried on watching TV. About 10 minutes later, we heard this big thump outside, like one of the trash cans got knocked over. Where we are, it's not uncommon to have a raccoon or even a black bear knock things over in the yard. But because this was so loud and close, we turned off the TV and figured we'd take a look. This is where things started to get very weird. Mm -hmm. We have security lights on the house that just stay on overnight. When we looked out the back window to see what had happened, we both saw some thin thing just reach the cover of some trees and out of the path of the light. Mm -hmm. It looked like it could have been a deer. Closer to the house, we saw that a trash can had been knocked over. We rock-paper-scissorsed it... Uh, sorry, for it, and I went out to fix the can. This was not a good idea, as should have been clear from Jack's whining and panting even more. Going outside, there was immediately a weird smell in the air, almost like a corroded battery. Really metallic mm. and acidy I figured it might be the trash itself, but it was super strong. The can had fallen away from the house, maybe pulled over, so I had to step away from the building to fix it up. As I did this, I heard a soft kind of grunt from the woods, almost sounded like a barred owl, but it had no rhythm and was really quiet. I was starting to get very scared at this, and just as I was turning to look, I heard the same sound, but much closer from overhead. Mm -hmm. I turned right back and looked up, and this is where I need your help. I will never forget this. In about the half second that I managed to stand there, frozen with fear, I saw this thing on the roof of the house, staring straight at me. It looked like it was maybe laying down, kind of peering over the edge of the roof at me, and I could see two hands holding the edge of the roof. It had really big eyes and no visible mouth. I thought I was imagining it, but it cocked its head, and I knew it was really there. I ran straight inside, honestly crying with fear, and told my brother to lock up everything and turn off the lights. We huddled on the couch, but didn't see anything else weird that night or really ever again. I'm still not sure if there were two or one of them, but I got the feeling there were two and they were like communicating. Does anyone have any ideas as to what we saw? Creepy. Hmm. Well, it's funny because normally after we have
1: it go through a story, we then discuss possible explanations for things, but I don't know if there's a good reason to go through explanations of things that may have been fabricated by one of us. So we can do.
0: Indeed, th- after, who knows? Maybe
1: after we after we re- had the reveal at the end, we could then go through the ones that were not made up, and or at least not made up by S- us. Sp- and- speculate wildly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want from a science podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, interesting. Oh boy, this is tough. We also it's not only do we have like thematically similar stuff between among the three that we each chose, but like
0: between our our sets, it seems like there's some pretty similar stuff too. I'm I'm laughing because when you read your second story, it also involved like teenagers with a dog getting nervous and uh-huh. metallic, some element metallic and like yeah. all this. I was like, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Which makes me think that I need to hide my hand uh-huh. even more. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm uh... going to be expressionless for the rest of the show. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, why it looks very, very stony right now. One eye slightly more closed than the other one. It's oh. a slightly lazy eye. <laughs> All right, I guess with that... Oh, oh, no. I will uh, I'll launch into my um, third account here. This is from the Paranormal subreddit, and this is from user Steak styles. Come on. So I'm pretty sure there's something weird in the woods outside my parents' house. I grew up in a r- pretty rural area surrounded by a lot of trees. Our house is at the top of a hill pretty close to a river. There are mountains and stuff, but not for like 40 miles. Just a lot of woods by us. Growing up, my brother and I would always play outside and often would go hiking or whatever out into the woods, following some snowmobile trails and stuff that were out there. We wanted to build a treehouse, but never got around to it. One time we went out and it looked like someone had built some kind of little hut out of sticks and stuff on a fallen tree. Like I said, it was a really rural area, so it's not like there could be a lot of people walking through there or anything. Plus, that part was on my parents' property, so it was even weirder. It was maybe a neighbor or something, but it was pretty weird. The next time we went out, it was gone. We couldn't even find the fallen tree anymore. But we were also little kids, so maybe we were just too stupid, lol. Anyway, I was used to spending lots of time in nature and stuff, and got pretty used to all the animals that lived in the area. I knew what moose prints and deer poop and uh, I know what moose prints and deer poop and skunk signs all look like and I've seen just about every animal that lives there in our yard at some point. One time there were even some cows that escaped from a neighbor's house. LOL. <laughs> Excuse me, LOL. Point is, I know the animals that lived around here and whatever that thing was this summer, it's not one of those animals. I was home from college and like I say uh, home from excuse me. I was home from college this summer and to, and I like to stay up late doing stuff, not even a hard sentence. I like <laughs> to stay up late doing stuff on my laptop and stuff. So I was just chilling in my bedroom with the windows open to let in the night breeze. At like two in the morning, there was suddenly this awful scream from outside in the woods. and don't bother saying it was a fox or a fisher or a fucked-up raccoon or whatever. I've heard all those things before. Whatever this was, it was something different. It sounded almost like a human voice, with something kind of animal-ish about it, if that makes sense. Like it was a straight-up scream, but not scared or hurt or something, like there was some kind of intention to it. It only lasted for a couple of seconds, but it scared the shit out of me. I almost fell off my bed, LMAO. I listened, to the, uh, listened by the window to see if it would happen again. Sure enough, less than a minute later, there was another short, loud scream coming from the woods, but this time it was way closer. I was pretty freaked out by that. It sounded so much farther away before, and and closed the distance so fast, it must have been right by the tree line. My brother had already graduated from college, so he wasn't there too, or else I would have woken him up to see if he heard it too. Or maybe not, I was pretty frozen in place and freaked out when I started to hear branches rustling. I squinted in the dark to where the second scream seemed like it came from and didn't see anything, but then I heard the rustling again. It was some of the bushes in our yard way closer to the house and coming toward my bedroom, which I assume he means the sound, not the bushes themselves. Uh, I panicked and turned off my light. That's when I heard the growling. It wasn't like a bear or a dog growling. I don't even know how to describe it. Just that it made my blood run cold. Whatever was out there seemed big and it seemed like it already knew where my bedroom window was. I kept staring out the window for what seemed like forever when I finally saw a shadow stalking along the ground maybe 50 feet away. It was crouched low on all fours, moving kind of like a cat, but more jerky, like its legs were all too long. The moon wasn't out, so I couldn't see much except by starlight, but I swear to God I saw a green glint and a pair of huge eyes looking straight at me. I felt sick to my stomach. I didn't know what it was, but it didn't look right, and it didn't look away. I hoped that maybe it couldn't see me as well with my light off, but the only thing between me and it was a very short distance and a window screen. I thought about closing my bedroom window, but it's one of those hand-cranked kinds, so it would have taken forever and been super loud and obvious. So instead I just slowly crouched down onto the floor out of sight of the window and hid there, shaking. A few seconds later I could hear a snuffling sound right outside my window, and then scratching on the outside wall of the house. Oh boy! The thing seemed big enough to easily reach my window if it got up on two legs. I didn't dare move or make a sound. The snuffling and scratching ran on for what seemed like forever. I just sat there in a cold sweat wondering what to do. The next thing I knew, it was starting to get light outside. I didn't move until the sun was actually streaming in through the window. I don't really know when the sounds stopped. I was pretty freaked out the whole time, so I was more focused on not dying. When I eventually dared to get up from the the floor, I could already hear my parents chatting and making breakfast down the hall. I looked outside, and everything looked normal, but I thought maybe there were some broken branches out by the tree line that weren't there before. My parents said I must have been dreaming. I stay up too late, they said, reading spooky internet stories or whatever, but I know I was awake, and I know what I saw. As for the screams, they didn't hear them, but said it was probably just some animal. No animal I've ever heard of. I visited home a few more times uh, since then and heard those screams off in the distance a few more times, but I always keep my window closed at night now. I don't know what's out there, but I'm not going out in those woods alone anymore. Update. Since everyone keeps asking, I'm going to buy a trail camera next time I visit home and set it up just inside the tree line. I'll post again with whatever I find. And this was the last thing the person posted, so.
0: Wow. These fucking updates. Oh, man. All right, here's my third story. All righty. So, I was at my mother-in-law's ranch in rural Alberta back like in for 2000. <laughs> I will admit, I did actually
1: add a so to one of my stories because only two of my three began with so, but
0: anyway. I did too. All right. I'm Potentially mid-episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. And I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page about that <laughs> So, I was at my mother-in-law's ranch in rural Alberta back in 2000. They are a huge family. My mother-in-law is the youngest of 13 so it was not uncommon for family and friends to just stop by unannounced for a visit. I knew that there was only five of us there at the time and no children. It was summertime during the day, mid-afternoon, and I was sitting on the front step having a smoke. God, I miss smoking sometimes. (laughs) Beside the front step was a door into the attached garage. The door swung open to the left, and on the right side of the door was a workbench along the wall. I had a feeling that there that there's someone in there watching me. So I looked out of the corner of my eye and turned my head. I saw a cute little girl about five to six years of age at the corner of the workbench mm-hmm. with her two hands on the corner, looking at me and smiling at me. Mm-hmm. I remember her so vividly. She had sandy blonde hair, wavy to curly with a pigtail on either side was dressed nice, nicely in a cute little summer dress. Like she was going to a wedding or a church, something like that. I thought, Oh, we have some visitors, but I didn't hear a vehicle come in the long driveway. I turned to put my smoke out and looked back and she was gone. I thought that was weird. I went in and told my wife and mother-in-law and that I think some company was here. She asked who it was, not clear who that is, and went to the door. No one was there unless he's married to his mother-in-law. No one was there and the nearest neighbors are miles away. I told them what I saw and they didn't think much of it. My mother-in-law did not say too much after that as she thought it would, it would scare my young brother-in-law's, brothers-in-law, I think, who had just returned to live in the country. Brother-ins-law. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until a few years later that, uh, that during a discussion this experience came up again. <clears throat> my mother-in-law told us of a young girl about five to six that about 20 years ago was tragically shot and killed by accident by her not much older brother. This gave me goose bumps and made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I called my mother straight away and filled her in on the details. She said she was not surprised. (laughs) As mentioned, I remember vividly the details to this day. I have a special place in my heart for little girls, as I am now the proud father of one of my own. I take solace in the memory that her spirit seems so happy and given her tragic death.
1: Hmm all right well that's our third story from each of us uh we both went with uh like without conferring we both went with stories that involved hearing something outside the house or seeing something weird in the vicinity of the house yes very curious all right listeners now is your time to vote on what you think is our fake Each you can uh, cast your votes now by shouting your answer into your podcast app <laughs> all right now we- not so loud not so loud <laughs> Now, let's see. Okay, should... I guess I went first, so should I guess first?
0: Let's open the chat. We'll type in the number that we think the other person wrote. Okay. three stories. And then we'll go one, two, three, and then we'll send them at the same time.
1: Okay. Mm,
0: Gosh, this is really tough. I'm not ready. (laughs) All right, I have
1: mine ready to enter as Uh, soon as... Ah, you're going to
0: call me out.
1: (laughs) There goes that straight face you're trying to keep. I can see... Oh, oh, it's back. Okay. (laughs) I like the part of keeping a straight face for you is also staring just diagonally down into the corner. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Very careful to have little fuck-ups on every one of these stories.
1: I also, like, I definitely made adjustments as I went to make sure that everything I put like I um, edited my stuff when I put it together so that they would have similar kinds of mistakes and stuff in there all throughout before I read them I got real tricky with it Dominic this is a fun game I really
0: appreciate the uh, suggestion <laughs> Dominic you should see me sweating bullets over here oh yeah they're just shooting out all left right, and fine. right alright fine I think I'm ready alright one, one two, two three. three oh Ooh. okay we
1: both guessed two
0: we both guessed two. Who wants to say whether they were right or wrong first? Let me look at the uh, stories to, to re- see. You which... have to reconfirm if it was actually two or not. Well, I rearranged the one by I'm not a robot. Ah, yes, you are incorrect. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> was it Steak Styles? Yes. Damn it! That was I was coin toss between those two. I was a little worried that the username would give it away. <laughs> steak Styles is <was> too goofy. <laughs> Oh, I knew it. Was I right? Yes, you were right. Yes! That
1: was my favorite story of the three of them, so credit to you for that. <sighs> uh, yeah, because the, I don't know, the details of it were really interestingly creepy. The battery acid smell was a really cool detail that uh, made it unique. And, Even
0: trying to make it shitty.
1: And uh, yeah, you had some fun like word choices that I enjoyed, but um, ultimately uh, I think it was just too too well written and the thing that was when i was gonna start saying oh you know i want to start like speculating about what the person might have seen I was like well, wait they might not have <laughs> so might not have been a real person because i was gonna say could have been an owl as far as the weird sound and looking like you know eyes on a big head pivoting and like hands um reaching over the edge of the of the house could have been an owl perched there but you probably had all that in mind when you wrote it, you clever, clever devil. What Clevel, cle- yeah, clever, De- clever, yeah, clever devil, clever. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, nicely done, Jake. As well, you very efficiently scrambled all of your stuff. I was pretty sure number one was legit, legit as in a true from the organic field of yes. Reddit. And I, I, as I was reading it, I realized I had enough of like the
1: core Reddit stuff to it that like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to pass this off as not an authentic story because nothing's, I was stumbling over and like, sentences of having trouble deciphering, like, ah, I should have made the other stuff harder to read like this.
0: (laughs) I think the LOLs and the LMAO both worked, greatly in your favor yes of i was hoping off that, of number three i was
1: hoping i didn't lay them on too thick so that's great and then when you mentioned the update in the first one really making it uh like selling it the update i quickly added an update oh, while we were you custard <laughs> oh you sneaky with bastard the, with the trail cam
0: thing <laughs> oh very nice yeah uh, no it was uh it was uh something more like 45 55 between two and three for yeah, me. yeah yeah very fair yeah, um, I,
1: I think for you, I was between uh, one and two because one had some of like the Hallmark just batshitness of them. That I, I was maybe hoping you would,
0: that would throw you. Yeah, you are enough I, of a
1: creative writer that I figured that you could have definitely pulled off something that ridiculous. But uh, it
0: was so absurd that it almost felt like more work went into it. <laughs> but three was a certifiable classic. Post, I uh, I had to restrain myself while writing.
1: Could you tell what kind of creature it was meant to seem like? At all,
0: for steak styles, it yeah. felt like a like a, a mountain lion. Oh, interesting,
1: cool. Okay, good. I wanted to leave enough room for doubt about what it could be. In my mind, I was I was writing a a crotler coming towards the uh, the house. Oh, and interesting. So I was gonna say you couldn't quite see it in the light, and I was gonna say I could. I thought I saw something pale. I was like, no, that's too much. Want to leave more room for doubt. I just saw some eyes. That's all.
0: The green glint though mm-hmm. made me think potentially misinterpreted big old cat well i think the scratching snuffling yeah this is my wrong though no you're totally right yeah i think this.
1: it was fun to draw from personal experience and stuff and from the kinds of stories i like to read oh this is a fun exercise all right dominic you really need, hit you the Dominic. nail on the head with this. We're gonna. I think we might have to do this again sometime. Too. We'll have this to do this really again neat. sometime. Yeah. It actually
0: did not take me as long to prepare, but maybe I, I should yeah. have taken more time. I don't know. To I think scramble my signal.
1: Yeah, I think next time we're now that we have had this experience, we're, we're gonna go hard on trying to really throw the other off, and I think it'll be fun. Agreed. But uh, but for now, this was a very fun exercise. That leaves one thing left to do, other than thanking Dominic, that's to thank the patrons
0: of our Patreon. Oh, yes. Thank you all so much. We are going to bust out the old NCAA device, Mm -hmm. the uh, accursed computer type thing, and uh, of course run the pander function, patron appreciation neural dive for evaluation of risk, Mm -hmm. Um, a series of words that no matter how long I go between saying them will never leave my brain now. (laughs) And... We are going to use this function to determine just exactly which creature, creepy, thing, dangerous entity out there poses the greatest risk for our patrons, and, uh, we'll give you some tips on how to avoid them. So first we'll focus... Well, actually, let's turn the damn thing yeah, on. Turn it on here. There we go. This is a cursed computer. It needs some warming up. We gotta plug these horrible tendrils into the backs
1: of our skulls. They once re- resembled wires, but now they're just fully organic. Yep, and, uh... Ah, there we go. So that that lets us <laughs> uh, tap into the dark ether to, uh, to figure out, you know, the whole thing that you just said. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus first on Amanda, Amanda C. from Akron, Akron Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, not Ohio.
0: Be on the lookout for the disco, disco demon, demon.
1: Oh, <laughs> also boy. known as Diabol... diable say, say uh, Dice... discoteki. I don't know, devil from the disco was yeah. a Polish hoax, demonic cryptid that was the source of many urban legends in the 1980s and 1990s, especially in the Ostrop
0: area. Amanda, I think them describing it as a hoax may be one of the Disco Demon's ultimate cards, mm-hmm. actually. I would stay on guard, especially since this is a creature that's been described as a shapeshifter to some degree. Mm-hmm. It could turn itself into either one of its two <laughs> forms, a human and a demon.
1: And it was possibly fully sentient.
0: Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) We're not sure. Uh, It was known to uh, get about 70% through a sentence and then just... So it could, however, be distinguished from other people by the fact that it smelled... I guess it's all past tense, so you're probably in the clear... Of sulfur and possessed hooves. So I don't know what (laughs) the smell of possessed hooves is
1: like. But but... you'll know when you smell it, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And uh, even in its human disguise, it has those, which makes me wonder how, like, if that's the human disguise that has that whole situation, what does the demon look like by comparison? Um,
0: <laughs> and what does the demon smell like in, by comparison? Yes.
1: Um, one of the creature's supposed attributes is, uh, what, oh, I thought it was it's a car. Was it's car? Was it is car? Was it is car? Yeah, it his <laughs> was it is car. In most version of the uh, story, it was described as completely black BMW without a license huh. plate and tiny horns instead of car mirrors <laughs>
0: Now, this is a dead giveaway. I mean, this one, that's a rough look for a BMW. Potentially a cool look, I guess, if you're really into that stuff, and if you're a disco demon. But avoid bar parking lots. And if someone with
1: uh, possessed hooves asks you the time, don't tell them, or they will kill you. Yes, exactly. And just to cover all bases here, we want to make sure you're as safe as you can be. There's a chance, Amanda, that what you should be looking at is the hoax itself. So, uh, Ooh, if someone tries call. to prank you with a, a fake demon in Poland, uh, watch out for that too,
0: I guess. Yeah, they may be trying to cause you bodily harm. Yes. But and thank you so much for your thank support. Thank you so very, very much. We appreciate we it. Very much Very
1: deeply. It. And now we're going to focus on Denise, Denise M. M. from Asheville, Asheville North, North Carolina. Carolina. Denise
0: be on the lookout for...
1: core. Core is a flying cryptid from Manus
0: Island, Papua New Guinea. This is something that will be very similar to you if you know Ropin. Yeah. Um, which in, I'm sure you do. Yeah, it lives in Umboy Island.
1: From It's like 410 kilometers from the south of Manus Island, so you, you know the place. Places it perfectly
0: for me. But if you need more information, it's essentially a pterosaur. Looks like a tiny pterosaur. It can glow... Uh, various colors. It has a long tail
1: with skin all over it. So this is a flesh-like creature. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it grows a large size, but uh, they catch fish by skimming slowly around on the ocean surface. Then as the light under the, their wings and belly glowed bright and attracted fish, Ooh, the wow. coral would swoop in and they eat in flight. There is an off chance that this could be the dragon snake of the Solomon Islands. Mm. but uh, that breathes fire which this one doesn't so it's not super likely could be the uh, Ahu or Orangpati
0: or some other giant flying primate (laughs) yep so uh,
1: when you find yourself in generally the uh, um, New Guinea area I know you go there most uh, most months Uh,
0: proper or
1: otherwise Mm -hmm. just watch out for flying stuff that eats fish uh and you should be good
0: you should be good to go and thank you so very very, much much for your
1: patronage and for just being a listener to the show we appreciate everyone helping out by giving a shit that this show exists listening is really nice it's fun to make this for someone but if you do uh patronize the show with your actual money you get cool prizes you get a weekly uh weekly excuse me monthly outtakes you get weekly mini sales at a certain tier you can get stickers you can get cool stuff. And everyone here, so I, wanna st- I just want to talk about everyone uh, up to our hundredth patron will immediately in the mail or immediately as fast as I can mail it receive <laughs>
0: instantaneously. Yeah, the moment you click, click it, click subscribe,
1: it'll appear on the desk next it'll to you. It'll arrive. Um, a super duperstitious Belgian beer glass. It's a beautiful tulip style glass. Everyone loves their glasses, right, folks? Huh. No, didn't think about this. <laughs> didn't think about this particular fact when we made the initial idea. I thought it'd be oh, this would be a cool way to like, get people to want to subscribe. The first hundred patrons get theirs right away. Then after that, you got to wait a year as a, a kind of anniversary gift thing. That works in theory if we don't have a, like you know our three steps forward, two steps we, back we model of patronage. Lost uh,
0: in a quantum entanglement.
1: We have uh, I have mailed out nearly hundred twenty glasses. And we have a little over ninety patrons
0: um, <laughs> so really really the game here is everyone just always make sure someone has elected to commit patron <laughs> sacrifice dive dive off the ship right as we're approaching a hundred and you will forever continue to get glass on subscription
1: yeah so basically right now if you want uh, if you want a glass subscribe you'll get one that seems to be the current um, the current plan until Once we hit 120, I'm going to reorder some new ones soon. So that'll be a kind of a delay factor, but it won't be long. You won't have to wait a year. It it has
0: just occurred to me, though, perhaps we could offer, we'll make the announcement an episode or two from now, an extremely special prize for our 101st patron. Mm. If you're patron 101, you will get something that will not be two tulip glasses.
1: (laughs) No, it'll be something specialer than that and uh we will also make three th- tulip glasses i'm gonna go ahead and get out in front of this now and say that the first person to be the 101st patron not every time we get back down to 101
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yes you cannot just be the 101st in line we will by announce, default you can't yeah. be a tko <laughs> we
1: will announce that person on the show
0: so you know who was. the glass ceiling uh-huh. on this <laughs> Yeah, and mean it. You can't. You also can't. You know, this is like a car rebate. You have to. Uh, you have to stay there, and hold the line for everyone. You can't just get to 101, get your very special thing Something. that Jake and I already know about. We're we're mouthing it out to each other right now. One million dollars. Um, and you can't just get it and then go because if you do, we'll be so upset. But if you do
1: uh, patronize us for a while, then have to go because, you know, you can't afford to keep doing everyone. That's okay. We're just happy. You
0: need to buy more sticks of spearmint gum or whatever. Fine. <laughs> Even though this show will keep your breath fresher anyway. So
1: We're just happy to have you listeners in the first place. Let's go ahead and <laughs> unplug this thing from our brains. Yeah. There we go. And, uh, you know, another way you can support us for the very low price of free anytime you want is leave a review for us.
0: It's not exactly free. It does cost five stars. You have to do that's that. That's true. You got to do that. Um but say whatever you want. Uh
1: even if it's just like um that's totally fine. But the uh, on especially on Apple Podcasts, those reviews do help drive traffic and it helps them uh decide who to like actually promote or whatever there's different
0: like ranked lists of different things within the different countries and stuff it's
1: just it's good for the show so if you want to do it it's good for the show i do want to get out
0: ahead of it too just so everyone knows our show does not come inside of a tin i know there was at least one review that (laughs) was confused that the show is not what it says on the tin and I am convinced they may have tried a different product out. Maybe they bought like a can of tuna fish or something and they expected a podcast inside of it and they just got smelly (laughs) fish, which of course is going to make you a little bit disappointed. Obviously. Um, We
1: we are not uh, the chicken of the sea, sadly. Try
0: as we might. So yeah, (laughs) science hasn't gotten there yet. (laughs) But
1: yeah, it's just a podcast, so get over it. Yep. And if you want to join us for the next episode of that podcast, well, it's going to be fun. It's going to bring us a little closer to home state. Horrors! horrors. <laughs> oh, I'm horrors. The so joys next time for that. It's gonna be great. Uh, love you. Bye.
0: Bye.